Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life podcast. On today's podcast, we have Dr. Tyler Schwanz, who is a chiropractor and just an amazing guy with tons of wisdom. And he has some really practical, simple advice that we can put into play you know, immediately. So I'm excited to share this episode with everybody. Stay sharp, everyone. So Dr. Tyler, thanks for jumping on the ISI podcast. Um, it was super awesome having you at um, one of our last, the latest retreats. And I found it super enlightening and I'm glad to, glad to reconnect, but uh, kind of give us a little background. Like, you know, who are you, where'd you, where'd you grow up? Um, a little background in family and um, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, about me, I, uh, I, I actually live and work right now in the same place that I was born. Um, which is Waterville, Ohio. Uh, was uh, born here and uh, went to Ohio State for my undergrad, and uh, then went down and spent some time in Georgia for my chiropractic degree, uh, which is what I do. And uh, yeah, I guess in that period of time, met my wife. Uh, technically, we met in high school. Uh, we're both singers, uh, so music is a big part of of our lives and our story. But uh, but then we got married. Uh, shortly after graduating from Ohio State. And here we are just raising our family. I got two boys, uh, five-year-old, well, almost five-year-old. He'll turn five next week. Um, his name's Elliot and a three-year-old named Holden. And uh, yeah, we're just holding it down here in Waterville, trying to trying to raise boys that, uh, uh, you know, are, know that I'm not perfect, but uh, hopefully they, they still respect uh, you know, my example and just trying to do the best we can with what we got, you know? That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we have, um, our, our boys are similar age. Our, our twins are, uh, they'll turn five on May 31st. So we're just a couple weeks behind you there. Yeah. Like. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, it was great having you out. Um, and you are, um, second generation, right. With, in terms of the business and, and with, uh, your chiropractic business, right? I am. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't know that I wanted to be a chiropractor my whole life. I kind of made it, made the decision pretty late in, uh, in undergrad, but what it came down to was, uh, I think being an oldest son, I just kind of naturally was just pushing back and I was like, I just don't want to have people say for the rest of my life, Oh, you followed in your old man's footsteps. Oh, look at you, you know, riding on the coattails of dad. And, uh, but once I got over that and got over myself, I was like, you know what? My dad has, left an absolute legacy of service and impact and speaking into people's lives. And, um, I want to, if I had half of that, you know, I would, I would be satisfied. And so that's eventually what, uh, what turned me on to the profession, just the opportunity to touch people's lives. That's amazing. What an honor. I mean, from a, you know, father perspective, he's got to be super proud that, you know, the legacy that he created kind of lives on and, that kind of lives on is living on and, you know, yeah. all the patient's lives and you're, you're probably generations in terms of care that you're giving to those, those people, which is how, oh, how, yeah. how great, how great of a gift is that to your, you know, your father too. Man. Awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a good, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. Cool. Well, that is awesome, man. Um, I love hearing that. So our, our theme of, uh, the, retreat that you came out to was going big. And we, we talked about going big in our faith. We talked about going big in our health and fitness, which was your, your, your piece. And, mm -hmm. um, you broke it up into kind of, you know, you had a lot of, a lot of great wisdom to share, but you, you broke up the going big into, um, influence, impact, and favor in others' lives. Why, you know, of all the things you could have gone to and, um, you know, w what drove you there? What drove you to focus on influence, impact, and favor? Yeah, I think that um, there are a lot of wise people out there that have had a lot of different experience um, through their own lenses. They've learned a lot and uh, they probably would love to share that wisdom with others, but for they uh, struggle either with their ability to communicate their message or uh, I guess summarize or do it in, in a way that people are able to hear. Or for some reason, uh, and there's an aspect in their life that, uh, that they struggle in that is holding them back and it's reducing their ability to speak into others' lives. And the one that kind of pops into my mind most readily, just pro probably because I, uh, I work in a, a healthcare role, is one's fitness and one's health. Um, you know, 
I, uh, who wants to listen to their, to their dad or their, their mom or to their doctor, uh, tell them to, you know, not smoke if you know that they smoke or, you know, to eat right. If you know that they don't eat right or to exercise, if you know that they don't eat exercise. And, uh, so I think what it comes down to is if you want to be able to earn fit, you know, this, this ability to speak into people's lives where they just, they see you from a distance and they say, man, there's something different about that guy. Um, that fitness, you know, is one of those things that, uh, if you can focus on that, then you will be able to speak to many other topics in these people's lives, not just fitness, but so many other things. So it's sort of like a, it's like a foot in the door, just showing that I have control over, um, you know, what I put into my body, how I treat my body. I treat my body with respect. So, uh, maybe that's a lead into how you can treat your soul with respect or how you treat your finances with respect. Um, it's just one that you can see on the outside, you know? Yeah. More, uh, more caught than, than taught. Right. Is that what they say? Yeah. 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 Um, that's so true. I mean, just even this morning, um, my wife Nancy and I, we work out in the morning together in our basically garage gym. Mm -hmm. And I'd say half the time our, our boys end up out there, um, towards the tail end. And, you know, I think that's, no better way for them to see it than to, or to, to learn it than just to see us see it in action. So it sounds oh, like you're yeah. doing that, you know, in your, in your life as well as in your, you know, in your business and your practice, which is awesome. I love it. Um, all right. So you got into like four big areas, um, you know, and the first one was um, every moment matters. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about your, um, your wake up time. Cause I know that's a, that's a big one for you and why you've made some adjustments there. Um, cause I yeah. think that fits right in with every moment mattering. You got it. Yeah. I, uh, I just was asking myself, man, these successful people in my life that I have grown to respect and they seem to have a really common thread that would be really difficult for me to try and match if I wanted to match it. And it was their wake up times. Uh, and I'll, pretty much all of the mentors in my life, they wake up early, like really early. And, um, so what I try and do on, uh, on most days is I try to wake up at the same time. And, uh, fortunately or unfortunately that time is, is typically like four, uh, and I'll be honest, four to four thirty in the morning. And, um, why would I ever do that? Well, I, uh, I set a couple of goals for myself, uh, in the past couple of years, one of which was I wanted to, um, become a reader. So I, uh, I woke up in the morning basically so that I could uh, have a commute then to the gym. And on the commute to the gym, I would, uh, you know, listen to an audio book. And, uh, and then I, as I worked out, I would listen to that audio book. And as I commuted back, I would listen to that audio book. And through that uh, kind of forced morning time, I eventually just got addicted to reading and addicted to working out in the most positive way and it just became a part of who I was. And, um, yeah, I mean, time is interesting, you know, it's like with money, you can save money or you can spend money, but with time, you can't save it. You have to spend yeah. every minute of every day. But the cool part about time is that although we know that our time here on earth is limited, uh, we know exactly how much time we are allotted every single day, which means that we can budget it very simply and very uh, effectively if only we take the time to do so. Mm, that's awesome. Such intentionality, man. That's, that fires me up. That's so cool. So you created a, um, a commute to the gym so that you could read and then double whammy, you get a workout on top of it and then yeah. more books on the way back, man. That's right. How have got... you, how, how have you adjusted that with, um, current, you know, we're, we're in May here of 2020. So mm -hmm. midst of Corona madness, um, yeah. gyms closed. How have you adjusted your schedule? Because uh, I think that's a big thing. People, you know, how do I adapt? I had a great routine. Um, mm -hmm. How have you adapted personally? Well, obviously, I'm not uh, I, I'm not lifting weights at the gym anymore, but I am able to uh, drive to the uh, the towpath trail. And the thing about uh, my area is that the the, the towpath trail it's uh, it's like 13 miles of rails to trails um, that goes through our community. I live within walking distance of one part of the trail. So in reality, I could wake up and walk to the trail and just start my run or, you know, jog to the trail. But what I, 
uh, prefer to do is hop in my car, again, just so that I can have a little bit of a commute, uh, commute to a different area of the trail, hop on the trail there, then run, then hop back and get in my car and listen to the book on my way back. So um, I've adapted it. And I tell you what, it took all of the gyms closing for me to get a good cardio routine. Because although I was at the gym uh, all the time, I just hate cardio. So I was doing like mostly weightlifting, but now I got a good cardio routine going. And uh, that's a little yeah. little hid hidden blessing there. But yeah, man, that's, that's how awesome I've adapted. And the weather. That's good. And the weather is kind of starting to suit itself to being, you know, outdoor running and a little bit more comfortable being outdoors. So, yeah. And uh, I tell you what, yeah. my, uh, my, my wife read a book last year and, uh, turned me onto this concept of, uh, it's entitled, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. And, uh, kind mm -hmm. of eliminates that excuse for not taking the kids outside when it's raining or not running when it's really nasty out. So I've kind of tried to adapt that, I guess, adopt that, uh, mentality as well for the running because otherwise i'd be skipping days left and right here in northwest ohio yeah it's so easy to do it's funny you mentioned that because you know for me personally I, I love mountain biking and trail running and mm -hmm. um i found myself you know doing it in the summer when it was nice and comfortable and i'm like Man, i really just miss mountain biking like six months of the year and mm. then i just i to, to your point i was like i wonder if there's like warm weather gloves and mountain bike and sure enough you know there's mm -hmm perfect winter gloves you can ride in zero degrees and there's ankle boots and you know all these things and it's like if you want to go ride it's just a matter of getting the right gear yeah um, that's awesome so so yeah it's eliminates some of those excuses i love that um which kind of leads into the next the next thing but every choice counts we talk about every moment matters um and i love your analogy about making the most of the day but every choice counts um how is that different or similar than every moment matters yeah so moments being about time and, and choices being about what is in your control. Um, so especially in a time, uh, you know, with coronavirus where our choices seem limited, you know, we can't really go to many places and it seems like, um, you know, it's, it's even hard to, to leave our front door. Sometimes um, we don't have, we don't have control over what happens to us over our circumstances but we always have control over our very next choice. Even if that choice is how we re react to something that is circumstantial. So if we allow our, our circumstances to define our choices, then we're always going to have an excuse. We're never going to get to where we need to be because we're never going to be in control of absolutely everything. However, if we focus on our choices and how every single choice matters, then it becomes very obvious that, wow, I actually can control and be the captain of my, of my own life here as I'm directing my, my day. I can, I can wake up, I can choose what I put into my mouth, I can choose what, I, uh, what activity I engage in, I can choose what media I put into my brain, I can choose the words that I speak to my family, I can you know, choose all of these things. I can, I can even choose my emotions, which sounds like a, a weird thing. You can you know, somebody can say something that that angers you, but you can choose to be angry or you can choose to uh, be forgiving and graceful and humble. Uh, you can choose all those things. And uh, let me just tell you, like, I, I just because I'm aware of these things and teaching on these things doesn't mean I'm perfect at these things. I don't want there to be any illusion there. But at the end of the day, uh, choice, your, your very next choice uh, even if it's just choosing to have uh, a good attitude amidst individuals or people or circumstances uh, or a, a world that has a bad attitude, like that's that's what makes uh, that's what makes your day better. Is that every choice counts? Nothing that you choose to do um, is neutral. It either moves you forward in your life or it allows you to go backward in your life. There is not a choice that is neutral. And uh, sometimes we kind of fall into ruts and we think, you know. I can just do this or whatever. It's not going to make a big difference. And, you know, maybe it doesn't, but that one choice, uh, it's been proven with brain science and habit building. It eventually leads to the next choice in that pattern and the next choice in that pattern. And before you know it, that one single bad choice that you made turns into a new habit that you then have to break. And so uh, every choice uh, matter, every choice counts uh, every single day. And if you recognize that, then that's like the definition of, intentionality is understanding that 
There is no action or thoughts or word that uh, could be done or taken or spoken that is not without purpose. Man, you say <laughs> you seem so dialed in, so you know, heightened such a heightened awareness of all those choices. You know, your time and your you know your moments, the choices. Do you um, I mean, how do you handle? Uh, and I agree with you on everything. How do you handle? You know when you make bad choices, like, I mean, for you, mm-hmm. you make, you're so dialed in, so intentional about it. Like what kind of grace do you give yourself? Cause no, we're not perfect. Right. Um, yes. I feel like that's a lot, of, a big thing that a lot of us kind of like, I have the same motives, same interests as you, but mm-hmm. not all of my choices are great. And how do you handle kind of giving yourself some space to eat a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish that like eating a pizza were like the worst thing that I did. You know, it's like, uh, no, I am, I am far from perfect, and uh, the amount of grace that I give myself uh, is is definitely, you know, I guess I focus on the word um, undeserving. Um, that's just like the definition of of what grace is um, that we don't deserve it. But if we uh, if we don't give ourselves some forgiveness, some grace when we do make a poor choice or we do mess up either intentionally or on accidents um, and we start putting that bad stuff into our our heads that we're we're not worth it or we we start to get a bad attitude or something that's jaded it's just going to set us up for failure because it when we speak to ourselves without grace it it changes who we are in our minds it changes us um, instead of being someone that's created perfectly uh, within the image of uh, our creator, it creates within us uh, this this natural imperfection. And we think that we're, we're then, we're imperfect. So we're not worth working hard for. We're not worth making tough choices for. And the next time a tough choice comes up, we're like, well, what's the point? You know, I'm not perfect. No one's going to notice, you know. Um, but if we change that and let's flip, let's flip that script, say, I think about it from the perspective of my boys. You know, if I tell myself, yeah, I messed up, but you know what? How about I don't do this for me? How about I do this for them? How about I make a better choice next time for them so that they can see it? Or even if they don't see it, they're going to have a dad who's able to keep up with them, um, you know, when they're a little bit older. They're going to have a dad that when they're, you know, having kids, they're going to have, you know, be able to take them over to grandpa's house and I'm going to be able to keep up with them and be able to be not just physically fit, but mentally sharp and, um, and know who I am and whose I am and be able to uh, lead by example, like well into the winter of my life. I think that right now, as we are, if we don't give ourselves grace now, it's like it ages us. It's like it ages our, our spirits. And uh, over enough years, just beating ourselves up without giving ourselves that forgiveness, by the time we are just a little bit older, our spirit is aged and crippled and unable to lead. And I don't think that that's what God had intended for us uh, in the in the fall and in the winter of our lives. I think that's when we have accumulated the most wisdom and have the most to give. And I think that forgiveness and mercy are the key to uh, creating someone that by the time they reach the end of their life, they've made a lot of mistakes. But if they've also forgiven themselves a heck of a lot of times, then they will still be ready and willing and feel worthy of the call to be able to lead the next generation, um, but only if they've they've forgiven themselves. So to answer your question, I try to give myself a, a heck of a lot of grace, um, and uh, also just so that if I if I say you know what that's okay, let's start again now. Let's not let's not you know whine about it. Let's just start again today now and uh, and try again. Yeah, Rest, you know restart. Hit the restart button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so good, so good. Um, which led into kind of the next, you know, uh, you know, thing that you're talking about is, you know, where you're going, you know, mm. more, than, more than where you are. Um, and I, I love that because, I mean, it's essentially, you know, always forward uh, kind of a mindset. So, yes, take us there. Yeah, man, always forward. So, yeah, where you're going matters more than where you are. I mean, nothing speaks of hope for any business or person um, that is not where they want to be. Um, nothing speaks to the the hope of tomorrow like where you are going matters than more than where you are. I feel like if you're too focused on the the muck 
and the hardship and the quarantine and being held you know captive where you are you sometimes forget that we have a long uh you know, path ahead of us if we so choose and we can make a million choices in a single day and exponentially more in a week and in a year you know man if we if we limit our uh our our vision if we can hone in and focus so like onto a pinpoint uh hone our focus in on who we are becoming as opposed to uh where we are and trying to you know troubleshoot our our problems then once we get to uh once we get to who we are you know you just realize wow it was the journey that the journey was the gift the journey was what i was going for it wasn't ever a destination it wasn't where i was it wasn't where i am now it was the journey along the way it was the speed with which i was going and the people that i took with me it was the direction you're going and the speed and trajectory and people that you take along with you matter way more than where you are right now. So if you are sitting there listening to this and you're like, he's not talking to me because I've messed up too many times or I've gotten in too deep or I've passed the point of no return or I'm a failure, like that stuff where you are right now is so static. Health is not static. You can make choices today that either make you healthier or make you sicker. But when you go to bed tonight, you are either going to be incrementally healthier or incrementally sicker than you were when you woke up this morning. Did you know that? It's like, it's yeah. like a, a magic net, magic elixir where I just, it all comes at once. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could be in, in, in a Zelda video game and just drink drink some potion and then get there. But that's just not the way it works. It's uh, it's an ever-changing um, you know, you, we, you might remember from science class in seventh grade, it's probably when we learned the word homeostasis. And it's this term that means our body wants to forever keep our internal environment um, between certain measures at a static environment. But since we were in school, they've changed that to a homeodynamic environment where our body is not trying to remain static, but it's trying to, if this makes sense, remain in a state where it is constantly changing and adapting. And the choices that you make either make your body more able to adapt or less able to adapt to its environment. And that's what that's what health is. So yeah, uh, where you're going matters far more than than where you are. Take uh, take some heart and take some hope in that for sure. Right. Yeah. And um, and we'll get to, you know, get to this here in a little bit, but you gave us a great um, calendar basically, um, which kind of leads into the next point about just consistency um, over Mm -hmm. intensity, Mm -hmm. which to me, that's kind of how you get there, right? That is. Yep. I mean, consistency more important than intensity. It's like, this is a principle of life. I mean, if you are, since we're focused on fitness, I'll keep on talking about fitness, but it's, this is all just of life, but um, you know, what makes more sense to try to run eight miles, seven days a week. And then the next week be just hurting and shin splints and unable to work out for an entire next week, maybe two weeks before you can get back to it or just work out in a healthy, sustainable way consistently three days a week or four days a week or whatever you can do, but then not have to take a whole week off. It makes way more sense to be consistent and in a sustainable way than to be super intense when you're just because you're super motivated. Maybe you you saw something or you spoke to someone or you went to a conference and now you're all jazzed up and you feel like being so intense and just going all out. Like there's nothing wrong with being all in. But uh, when you when you pour from an empty cup and you have nothing left to give, like that's not helping you. That's not helping your loved ones. That's not moving you forward. It's, it's just not productive. So with this consistency piece, um, I guess a story that comes to mind is um, – one that I tell all of my patients before they've even begun chiropractic care. And I let them know that I had a teacher in chiropractic school and he was, uh, we'll say he was up in years. Uh, My dad and I both had him uh, and my dad went to school 25 years before me. And uh, when my dad had him, he was like nearly 70. So you can do the math on that one. But on our campus, we have a couple of buildings and one building was down this big hill where we had all of our lectures and another building was, you know, obviously at, at the top part of the hill. And, uh, I was going back and forth between classes all day long. And this was in Marietta, Georgia. So it was like hot and humid. And I would get tired by the time I got to the top of the 40 some stairs, but this particular teacher at almost 90 years of age 
would take those stairs multiple times a day, up mm. and down, up and down. And it looked insane. It looked absolutely insane. Cause I mean, like I said, he looked like the crypt keeper. He was absolutely, um, you know, he did not look like the picture of health, but on the inside, he was consistent because I would be like, we would ask him and he was cute about it. Um, we'd ask him, Hey, what's your secret? I want to be like you when I grow up, how can I be so healthy like you? And he would say, you want to know my secret? He say, yeah. I said, my secret is there's not one thing that makes you healthy. There's no home runs when it comes to your health, only base hits and speaking to consistency. And he said, I've been teaching at this school for the past 45 years. I've been walking up and down this hill every single day. And I figured I did it yesterday. So there's no reason I shouldn't be able to do it today. And as long as I do it today, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to do it tomorrow. And I'm like, man, that is so good. And uh, yeah, he just explained it so uh, beautifully and simply. And I'm sure there's like a, you know, a cynical view that could say, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that can happen to your health between now and then. And absolutely, you know, I could get hit by a bus and that will certainly stop my ability to go up and down stairs. But let's not focus on that, which is outside of our control. Let's just focus on what is inside of our control. And simply put, that's just climbing the stairs every single day. And uh, as long as you don't get on that slow fade, uh, you're probably going to be able to do the same things yesterday that you can do today and same things today that you can do tomorrow, as long as you keep up on it with that consistency. Yeah. It's something about like making consistency, like sexy or appealing. It's like everybody wants I to know. home run. There's no such thing as the, you know, the base hit derby. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like, who, you know, but it's, it is, it is true. I mean, it's the, the you know, the day by day, you know, mm-hmm. um, death, death by a thousand cuts. So it's yeah. find, finding ways to, you know, applaud yourself for that and celebrate that consistency. Um, First, the intensity, but I love it. I love that that story, that example of a teacher. That's Thanks, awesome. Man. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, well, let's, in this kind of time of coronavirus, and you know, I think people mm. are maybe a little bit more in tune with, um, you know, their immunity and being healthy and clean. Um, mm-hmm. So during this pandemic, or maybe just on a regular basis, um, I'm just curious. You know, more from a technical perspective, you know. Um, from like an immunity perspective, what are some of the things that you do, you prescribe, maybe, um, even more stuff you do for you and your kids and family, um, you know, to build your family's immunity? What are you, what are you finding and recommending? Yeah. So um, you've asked a, you've asked a chiropractor. So um, <laughs> naturally the, the, the first thing, you know, I've, I've been checking my family, making sure that they're well adjusted. Um, but, uh, but secondly, um, and all of this stuff that I'm going to describe right now, People are going to say it can't be that simple because that's too easy. But I'm telling you, the things that are easy to do are also the things that are easy not to do. But this stuff is what we do for our family. So um, number one, uh, sleep. Number two, managing your stress. Uh, number three, getting ample sunlight and, uh, and vitamin D exposure, whether it's supplemental or just straight up from yours truly, the sun. Um Making sure that you are um, elevating your heart rate 30 minutes a day. Um, that stimulates certain uh, hormonal um, and neurological reflexes that allows you to, to fight off and fend off disease and, and uh, um, infection. Um, what else? Um, of course, with our with our diets, just making sure that we're well well hydrated. Making sure that um, essentially, if if I get an infection um, of any kind. Uh, our body beats all infections by overwhelming that infection with numbers. So our body has weapons called antibodies and they throw the antibodies at the, uh, the virus. And if you've never seen the virus before, then you, before, then you don't have antibodies. And uh, if you have seen the virus before, then your, your body does have antibodies. And so the, the cool part is, is that your body only needs to see an enemy once, once it's seen the enemy, it will, tell its B cells to create the antibody so that the next time it shows its ugly face in your bloodstream, it's going to be put down before it even gets to, uh, gets its foot in the door. So, um, that's been a really important thing is actually going outside and, uh, and playing out in the dirt and, uh, like going to the, going to the woods, if you have access to that and, um, and, uh, exposing your children to as many bacterial, uh, flora and viral strains, which are naturally, um, 
just around in the air in your in your area, that's going to be extremely helpful um, building up the robustness of your immune system. Um, I've been talking to a lot of patients over this time because we've uh, remained open as a portal of entry into the healthcare field um, or into the healthcare system. And I've talked to a lot of my patients and they've said it's been so weird. Like in the past eight weeks, my kids haven't even had a sniffle. And I said, and how does that make you feel? What are you thinking about that? And they're like, honestly, I'm kind of worried about it. And I said, you know what? You actually should be because after staying inside and not in any sort of contact with any person and living in an ultra sterile environment, they've uh, limited their, their exposure to bacterial flora and fauna that are out in the, out in the nature, out in the grocery store, you know, all that kind of stuff that they normally are challenging their immune system with. Um, it hasn't been around. So basically your immune system has been out of the gym for eight weeks and it's, it's arms are looking a little, looking a little weak. And uh, so I would challenge to make sure that in these times that um, whatever it means for you, whether it is um, just getting out into nature and, and having your kids get dirty and getting some dirt underneath their fingernails and, and touching a lot of stuff in that way, um, that's kind of how we're trying to keep our, keep our family and kids safe is all those things, but, um, but especially exposure to bacterial and viral strains that are out, out in nature right now. Yeah, I mean, you kept it simple. You you know, stress, sleep, sun, elevated heart rate, hydrate, um, go outside, you know, play in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty easy things. Um, uh, that's awesome. What anything? Um, any other like supplements or any other any type of um, support from that perspective? Um, yeah, there's uh, honestly the way that you should should live and supplement during this time is quite honestly the same way that you should live and supplement uh, anytime. Um, and so it's it's just normal, natural immune immune health. And so you're looking at like vitamin C, D, and E. Uh, those go really well together. If you can add some omega-3 and CoQ10 into that mixture, um, it's less about their individual properties and more about how all of those work together in concerts. Um, uh, vitamin, you know, the, there's certain B vitamins for that are, are great for people to have depending on what their heart conditions is and, and so on and so forth. But um, if you can get omega-3 fatty acids, you know, the uh, fats in your body are generally designed to be able to protect yourselves. Um, and so that's a really important piece. But uh, I guess less so, you know, if you if you're don't want to take it out of a bottle and you're just looking for foods like the dark leafy greens, the the uh, rich dark purple, blue berries, like those sorts of things. Antioxidants are uh, essentially what allow you to uh, fend off stuff in your blood. They help to clean the blood. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, is this virus, you know, in the lungs? Is it in the blood? Um, you know, maybe that's yet to be discovered, but maybe hedge your bets and uh, and make sure that you got plenty of antioxidants, plenty of these vitamins floating around in your bloodstream um, to help to scrub the uh, the blood free and uh, and essentially knock down these viruses uh, if they you know any so virus good. when it gets into your bloodstream man yeah yeah that's so good I mean I, you know for us we've been cooking obviously like every meal from from home yeah and, you know, just so much easier to do I and mean, just like it right by removing some of those options um, you know you just created a we had, we ate pretty healthy before but I think even more so lately just because it's you know really just easy to do now. So it's the yeah, and, right I, and I mean, if we can talk about that for even just a, a hair longer, um, that's one of the best things that you can do. There's been a lot of discussion about what what best to do for, you know, um, the person down the street or the the elderly person that lives on your corner or um, the person who's on chemotherapy um, that is, you know, your next door neighbor, that sort of stuff, or you know, wearing masks and and all that. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways to be able to do that. But quite honestly, if you want to be an agent of protection of your your neighbor, the best thing you can do is to to live healthily so that you don't turn into a safe harbor for that for that virus to be able to live and thrive. If you can put down that virus in your bloodstream, like before it even has a chance, you're going to get over it extra quick. Um, the numbers that the that the uh, officials give you, you know, for two weeks and all that kind of stuff. Um, understandably so, they are um, telling you two weeks because that's the absolute longest 
that they have observed, you know, someone, you know, that sort of thing. But you can, you can be able to put that down in a much shorter period of time, the healthier you are. And so one of the best things that you can do is just live so healthily right now. I know a lot of people during this time and, you know, without condemning them, I know a lot of people have joked about having, you know, basically happy hour is now all day long, or, you know, it's like, you're, you're, you're working from home and you got the, you got the, uh, the beer, the white claw, whatever your situation is, um, just all day long. And I'm like, man, it's funny to, you know, joke about it. But at the same time, it's like, man, you're like, we're hiding in our houses. And because we're fearful of getting sick, and then we're staying up late binging uh, on movies and, you know, drinking more than we normally would, and maybe eating the wrong stuff. And it's like, if that's your reaction, it's a nonsensical one. It's a contradictory one. And once we actually kind of shine some light on that contradiction, it becomes very clear that as we are, you know, following recommendations, we should also be taking care of our bodies, which is our last fortress. It's our last line of defense. It's not one to be ignored uh, or to be neglected during this time. Yeah. Now's the time to, to build it up, you know, make yourself mm-hmm. as bulletproof, bulletproof as possible. That's right. Um, which, um, I wanted to you know, segue into um, the concept of, I guess, making yourself bulletproof even right now. You know, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I really loved the um, start, stop, sustain, like one month at a time. You just take it, you know, and it, it's such a simple concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily easy because, you know, it requires change. And uh, you said homeodynamic was the was the term, yes. right? That's the, the new term. I love that. Um so talk a little bit about the, the calendar and just the, kind of the challenge that you, uh, you know, provoked us all to think about uh, for 2020. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. So the concept is based on a, uh, I guess it's based on a concept that I, that I learned about and read about in a book called Atomic Habits. And I don't think it was probably a novel concept, um, but it's basically uh, this this thought of like, rather than creating goals surrounding of what I want to do or how I'm going to get there, creating goals of who I want to become. And uh, in order to create goals for who I wanted to become, uh, you kind of have to not just change your activities, but you have to change your identity. And uh, changing your identity is hard and it's scary. Um, but like I think I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago when we were talking, that last year I wanted to I wanted to become a reader. I didn't want to set my goal to say I want to read, uh, you know, ten books or twenty books. I just wanted to not set a goal for number of books. I just wanted to become someone who reads, mm. and um, and then put the things in place in my life so that when it came time to make a decision, like um, I could sleep in, or I could read, and then I would just ask myself, well, who am I? And I say, well, I'm a reader. So, okay, well, since I'm a reader, I'm probably someone who wakes up and reads. I'm not someone who sleeps through the only time in the day that I have available to do that. And that made it, um, I guess, not easier, but simpler uh, when it came time for me to be able to uh, decide what I was going to do. So what I um, did for you guys was developed a a calendar, um, January to December, and um, just labeled start, stop, sustain. And each month, Um, Just gave you one thing to start, one thing to stop, and one thing to sustain with the idea that the start would be a positive habit that you could add, the stop would be a negative habit that you need to remove, and the sustain was a word that's, um, uh, it was an adjective that I wanted you to adopt and be able to describe yourself as um, by the end of that month. And so I guess in one example, like a really simple example, was if I wanted to become uh, the adjective well hydrated, then my start would be to start drinking uh, like eight ounces of water every single hour throughout the day. Or, you know, I think I gave a different metric, but um, start drinking water throughout the day. And then the stop would be to stop drinking pop throughout the day, if that's your vice. And then the sustain then by the end of those 30 days, by doing that, I would become a well hydrated person. If someone says, hi, you know, Dr. Tyler, could you describe yourself? And in one word at the end of January, I could say, man, I tell you what, honestly, 
I am well mm -hmm. hydrated. That's a way that I could describe myself because I put so much focus and intention on it. And because it's only one thing and because it's really like, let's be honest, it's so simple and easy to do, um, but it's just so easy not to do that mm -hmm. if I can focus on that one thing, I will have accomplished it at the end of 30 days. Then I can feel comfortable moving on to the next thing. And maybe the next thing was I want to be well rested. And if I want to be well rested, then maybe my start is start going to bed at the same time every single night. And maybe the stop is whatever your vice is. Maybe it's stop watching more than, you know, I won't make you go cold turkey, but maybe more than one episode on Netflix per night. Just stop the binge. Um, maybe if your, uh, if your vice is, you know, always having a nightcap before you go to bed. Um, maybe stop drinking that one thing of alcohol before you go to bed, because if you start reading a little bit more about sleep science, you realize that although alcohol may seem like it helps you to fall asleep, it's more of a sedative, not a sleep aid. So you, you may fall, you may fall into unconsciousness, but you are not getting restful brainwave sleep that you need in order to wake up rested and memories, you know, locked in and, um, new concepts, you know, learned like all the stuff that happens while you're asleep. Um, doesn't happen um, with the addition of that alcohol right before you go to bed. So, I mean, those are an example, I guess, of two two months, but you could really apply that to any adjective that you want to become and uh, and then just apply that in. And although I designed it for 12 months, um, it doesn't mean that you're going to get through all 12 of those adjectives in a month. What I, I guess the rule that I made for myself is that if you can, uh, if you don't necessarily accomplish that well hydrated in January, then you, you have to stick on that well hydrated in February until you get to move on. And so essentially it's 12 things that you have the potential of completing in 12 months, but don't feel, don't, don't get down on yourself, give yourself some forgiveness and, uh, and just get through them. That's the main thing. And then when you get through them, you are 12 adjectives, positive adjectives better. And hopefully, you know, 12 negative habits lighter and 12 positive habits heavier by the time you finish it. Yeah, these are awesome. I have it. I have it in front of me. We'll put it as a, a download on the um, on the website on the isilife.com uh, website. So, this, and I, it's so simple. But it's um, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. You know, because some of these we may lock in and feel like we got it dialed in, and then you know stack the next block on top of it. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times, you know, myself included, I'll, I'll get in a good rhythm, get in a good habit. It's, it's pretty much just becomes automatic, like brushing your teeth, and then you know, something will derail it, a trip or a change in routine or mm -hmm. or something. And, it's, and I'm like, Hey, I gotta, I have to like go back to that thing and rebuild it. Um, yeah. fill, that, fill that block in that fell out somewhere. Um, and just for example, like I'm looking at, looking at it, um, you know, for may, um, and you gave the example, the adjective, what, what first sustain was clean. Mm. And you said, start, um, eating a completely clean breakfast and lunch and stop eating processed and packaged foods and the word is you know sustain is clean so uh, just as an example for anyone mm -hmm. listening that's kind of how it's broken down um which is super awesome so thanks for thanks for making that it's been a it's been a good challenge um i, I know a lot of the guys have have used it and there's been some cool kind of accountability things happening within the group so awesome uh, thanks for creating that tool for us yeah for yeah. sure well as we as we start to kind of wrap up um a little bit um just on more on a personal level um you know, I appreciate all the insights professionally, but, you know, for you, um, you know, what, what brings you the most joy? Mm, that's a good question. I, uh, I think if I really was, was honest with myself, it is when I feel like I'm experiencing adventure, uh, is when mm. I experience the most joy. So I find adventure in a lot of different things. Um, uh, I think about certain trips that I've that I've taken over the years um, with some really special people. Um, I feel I, you know I, I remember some snowboarding uh, experiences. I remember from my younger years all sorts of different things. You know, soccer um, uh, tournaments. You know, with good friends. I think about um, I think about all those things. And but I now you know in this stage of life, like. <laughs> Adventure is like, I remember a couple months ago when I let go of the back of my son's bicycle and he rode down the entire street and came back down like without me. Like, That's awesome. uh, oh man, like this is the next stage of adventure. And, you know, with the little one, the adventure is just like cheering him on when he goes out in the backyard and, and, and just 
pulls his pants down and just pees without peeing himself. Like these are the things that I'm going through now, but it's just like equally as exciting. It, I guess by adventure, I mean like it's, it's a place where I feel like I haven't been before and uh, it's exciting. It's a little bit maybe scary and I don't know what's going to come next. And maybe that's my definition of adventure. And um, I'm trying to create adventure for, for the kids too. And, and uh, I think I see that, that, uh, that, that joy in their face when, when they know that we're doing something cool and, you know, even if it's, you know, inside the four walls of our house, you can still have adventure. If it's exciting, you don't know what's going to have happen next, but you do it anyway. Um, I think I find the most joy in that. I love that. Man, that's a cool answer. That's not what I expected. I don't think I've heard that before, but, um, I can relate a lot to that for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, as a visionary and someone who's, you know, idea and, you know, I like to break up routines. I can, I can relate a lot to what you said there. Yeah. So, that's cool. Um, so you, you're doing a lot of, now you're a reader. Um, and it's funny yes, as you were mentioning, I, uh, being a reader, <laughs> I, uh, I played a lot of golf, uh, in like earlier in my life, competitive golf. And, uh, you know, I'd say the difference between someone who plays golf and, um, and someone who's good at golf is that people say, I'm a golfer. They say, oh, yes. you, you add the ER, that makes you legit. Um, <laughs> That's so right. <laughs> so you're not, you don't just read books. You're, you are now a reader. Correct. Um, what are uh, maybe, I don't know, recent or maybe top two to three books, um, you know, that you'd recommend? You mentioned uh, some sleep ones, Atomic Habits, uh, any mm -hmm. ones that say, hey, if this, the rest of the year, the next couple months ahead, uh, what are some top ones people should, should pick up? Yeah, naturally, um, when you start telling people that you're a reader and they know you're legit, um, you know, I get that question a lot and it's tough just because, um, you know, you're like, well, what are you, what are you focusing on? But I will tell you, um, just cause like topics and things like that, but I will tell you, um, that last year, um, the, the books that had the biggest impact, I think on my daily life would be the, um, the atomic habits book, uh, was really good. That kind of bled into everything else. Um, I would recommend, um, the, uh, let me see, um, oh, by, uh, by Chris Foss, it's, uh, never split the difference, um, mm. all about negotiation. Uh, and then, uh, there's another one called extreme leadership, um, or I'm sorry, extreme ownership, um, by Jocko Willick. Um, that's more like a Navy SEAL kind of perspective on, on leadership. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if, uh, if you want, if you want to discuss it more, I could even like drop you a list that we could, that you could yeah. download, uh, maybe by topic or something like that, just cause it's such a broad question. Um, be happy to help no, with that. Those, those are three good ones. I, I have enjoyed all, all those ones too. So I think you and I are uh, on the same wavelength there. Um, Cool. <laughs> I have all, all those on my bookshelf right now. Um, yeah. I, I especially like the Never Split the Difference one. I thought that was the psychological component of that was crazy interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, um, life, life verse. I ask everybody, you know, do you have a, a life verse or a key verse that, you know, that you use or, you know, kind of use for your family? Is there one for you that, that is um, top of mind? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, the the one that's that it's only honestly if i'm candid it's only come to me um very recently um and i've always been you know because people would say that and i'm like man i want that i want that verse that you know that that tim tebow i want that thing that i would write on my on my you know eye patch and during my my nfl game i want that um but no uh psalm 41 uh is is a great place and so anything with david i feel like me as a musician i feel a lot like i relate with david um you know and musicians are just like emotional and you know ups and downs i feel like in my life that's been me but psalm 41 um and i, I want to make sure that uh that i say it right but uh basically blessed is he who considers the poor um god will deliver him um, from evil uh god will preserve him keep him alive uh he, sh he shall be blessed upon the earth and, uh, and deliver uh, him from his enemies. So um, mm. just that whenever I'm feeling down on myself, um, I know that when I feel like I've messed up, when I feel like I'm, when I'm poor, I know that, uh, that God's watching out for me and uh, that 
everything, all of this pandemic, everything, my, my career, you know, we've spoken briefly, you know, just through some um, texts, just like, man, like, how's your business doing and, and all that. And it's like, you know, I know what you do for a living and I know that all these schools are closed down and I'm just like, gosh, you know, I think about, you know, universities and it's just like, at the end of the day, I know that God has a, a way bigger plan for us and our businesses and our families than we could ever imagine. So um, that one gives me a lot of, a lot of faith, uh, especially in the tough times. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I love that perspective. Appreciate that. Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in, in knowing more, um, you know, about you and what's the best way for people to connect yeah, I think probably the best way to connect, um, they're, they're welcome to uh, follow. Uh, I, I don't do too much on my, my personal Instagram, but my, uh, my business Instagram is just at Rebel Chiropractic. Um, so they're happy to connect with me there, message me there. Um, you know, I can, you can give my email uh, to them as well, um, maybe as a link. But yeah, DrTylerSchwanz at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything, I'm just looking for friends. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to connect and just right. talk or ask some questions, happy to do that. If they're looking for anything else, you know, we can, we can talk that way, but yeah, email, you know, phone, whatever, man. I'm, I'm like not one of those, okay. I'm, I'm not like a famous person. So like I can still give out my contact information and be totally cool. Like no one's, no one typically calls, like it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> so I can give that out. That's awesome. No, I, I I appreciate your willingness to help. I mean, you definitely have a heart to uh, help and, and be like uh, David, like you mentioned. So uh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, thanks. Thanks for that. Cool. Uh, and we'll post, you know, your, um, your email address and, and the website for Rebel Chiropractic and, um, Sounds great. On, you know, on the, on the uh, post for the episode. So cool. And um, are you open to closing us in a word prayer as we close down? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Uh, Lord God, I just ask that uh, we don't have to know, uh, what you have planned for us. We don't have to know all the details. Um, we just ask that you would continue to light our path and give us the energy to move our feet just one step at a time and give us the endurance to be able to run the race. Um, make sure that we are, we, we, we know that we're never alone. Uh, we thank you for giving your son for us, that you know all hardship. You know what sacrifice means firsthand that you lead by example, God, you're the ultimate captain of the team. You're the ultimate leader. Um, you know exactly what your people need. And uh, we thank you for the opportunity now to, to come together and, and try to be sharper tools um, for you that we could focus on every aspect of our life, specifically uh, our, our, the fitness of our minds, the fitness of our bodies so that we could gain favor in others' lives and that they would be more and more ready to, to know what you have to say and what you have in store for them. Um, just that people would be able to hear this podcast and be able to ask one question, you know, what's God's purpose for me in my life and how can I be as effective as possible at completing that purpose? So if we will have done that, then this would be a success. We ask that you uh, continue to watch over us and grant everybody on this podcast and all of our families um, supernatural protection and health in this season and we thank you for the opportunity to love on people again today and here in our lungs we thank you and we pray all this in your name amen thanks, thanks man <laughs>